Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Recently on the ancient burial grounds of Egyptian royalty, archaeologists in Egypt uncovered a pyramid belonging to a lost Egyptian queen. What does this discovery mean for history? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. We are thrilled today. Uh, This is a a unique opportunity. Uh, We have a special guest uh, in studio today. We have Dr. Zahi Hawass, former Egyptian minister of antiquities and director of excavation uh, at at, uh, Giza and other places in the Valley of the Kings. And uh, Dr. Hawass, so grateful to have you here. Understand this is your first uh, trip to Utah. It is. What have you discovered here so far? Oh, (laughs) the snow. The snow. (laughs) And I almost had uh, an accident. Oh, no. Last night. (laughs) That's not not the way we wanted to start. (laughs) But I have to tell you, I have been almost in every city in this country lecturing. Oh, wow. This is the only city that I never came. Uh, but also, I was telling uh, Ron that when I give a lecture in any city, the people charge with tickets. Yeah. This is the first time I'm giving a lecture in America in a city, and it's free of a charge. Free for, free people can come <laughs> to hear the adventure of archaeology free. Yeah, uh, this is, and it is the adventure of archaeology. We were kind of talking earlier today that this is uh, sort of like the chance to interview in Indiana Jones. This is uh, sometimes <laughs> they call me that's in the States because of... Uh, Actually, George Lucas came all the way to Cairo once, uh-huh. and uh, I invited him for dinner at the garden of the Cairo Museum. And after that, he asked me, it was a dinner with Omar Sharif. He said, I came here to ask why your hat became more famous than Harrison and for the hat. I told him, my hat is the real archaeology hat, and the Harrison for the hat is the fig one. Is- <laughs> Oh, I love that. I want to get into so many of the things that you've discovered, but I want to talk about how you landed here in Utah of of all the places and the fact that there will be uh, a lecture this evening for free, open to the public. Uh, And now we're going to turn to uh, Ronald Gunnell. Of course, uh, we've known from the choir for so many years and uh, now is the global envoy for the choir presidency. uh, And that's an appropriate title for you as well, Ron. Uh, So tell us, how did this all come about? So it's really quite amazing. I met Dr. Huas. I met Dr. Hawass in Cairo last March at a just a dinner with, with Lamia Mekamar, who is the formal consul general to mm-hmm. the, of Egypt, the United States. We had dinner together, and she invited Dr. Hawass to join us. So three of us at a nice Chinese restaurant in Cairo. 
we hit it off just great. And, and uh, after dinner, he asked me what I was doing the next day. And uh, I said, well, I'm all yours. And he, <laughs> he said, well, we've just discovered an incredible find in Saqqara, Egypt. Mm. And uh, he invited me to go see it for myself. And I believe I'm the first person to see that, that discovery. Wow. And then that night, he invited me to a wonderful uh, annual 2022 Gala of the Arts in Cairo. Mm. And uh, as I was sitting there with him there on that front row and being treated so wonderfully by him, I had the impression, and I turned to him and I said, someday, uh, Zahi, I envision the Tabernacle Choir coming to Cairo and performing in front of the pyramids. And I said, I don't know how, I don't know when. But then I showed him a quick little clip of the choir and our Christmas concerts, and he, I, he watched it, and he was very impressed. And I said, you must come to Salt Lake City and see this incredible choir mm-hmm. perform. And we're having actually our first Christmas <clears throat> concert uh, in a number of years because of COVID. And I invited him to come. And right there in the spot, he said yes. He said, I've never been to Utah, and uh, why not? And so uh, we made plans, and here he is today. Oh. Quite, a, quite an amazing thing, and he witnessed this spectacular Christmas concert Saturday night. He was able to meet the choir presidency, and, and we have a nice lunch planned for him tomorrow and touring at uh, Welfare Square and Bishop Storehouse and, oh. and all that. So it's been a really great weekend. That's great, and what a concert it was. Uh, absolutely stirring, uh, an amazing evening there with the – Tabernacle Choir. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Hawass, I want I want to get into first. What is the? How do you go about this? Like this is uh, when you're looking for things that are lost. Uh, that's an interesting. That's an interesting thing to be doing. Uh, is to be looking for things that are lost. It is. I'm doing many things. Actually, the most important project that I'm doing now is the search for the tomb of a queen, Queen Nefertiti. Mm. Is the most famous queen. Yeah. of Egypt. She was buried to Akhenaten, the first one who believed in one God, and she had six daughters of him. Mm. And she's a mysterious queen. Then two things I'm doing. One, to search for her tomb in the Valley of the Kings. Mm. And also the second, through his DNA, I'm searching for her mummy. And actually, it's a big project for National Geographic, and you can wait February maximum. I will announce the discovery of the mummy of Queen uh, uh, Nefertiti. But also sometimes when you search for something, you find something else. Yeah. <laughs> I was searching for the funerary temple of Tutankhamun, famous, our golden king. And by accident, after I finished the excavation, I came to the discovery of one house made me to a big, large city. It's known as the golden lost city of Egypt. Mm. And it was chosen by the archaeology magazine in America and in Italy as the most important discovery after Tutankhamun for year 2021. Wow. The place that uh, Ron, Ron entered, it's an amazing place. We found under the ground about 300 coffins, beautifully decorated, mm. dated 3,000 years ago. Inside each coffin is a mummy. And the name of the deceased is written around them, many beautiful artifacts. And I found this pyramid of the queen. It was lost when I found it a few years ago. But recently, I found the name of the queen. Her name was Neet. Never heard of her before. Mm. But the first time to discover uh, the pyramid of Queen 
uh, knit, dated back 4,300 years ago. Wow. In the same time, you know, people in this country, they believe, some of them believe that aliens built pyramids and people came out of the space. And even they accuse me of hiding evidence about lost civilization. But I tell people all the time, I hope that the people who send me emails, because anyone can send me an email from my, I have fan emails uh-huh. from my website. But some badly accuse me of hiding things. <laughs> but how can I hide anything? I'm not working alone. But yeah. now there is an expedition. I'm going to, work, to talk about this tonight. Japanese, French, mm. using a very sophisticated techniques to reveal the secret of the Great Pyramid. Wow. And tonight... I will announce some important discoveries inside the Great Pyramid of Khufu and also describing the secret chambers that I found inside the Sphinx. Wow. So amazing. Uh, and so many principles uh, wrapped up in all of that. Uh, talking about you, you found not only a lost place of history, you also found a lost person. Uh, of history, who was a, a significant and important person of history, uh, and I love that. There's so many great lessons in there for us. I think often we're we're looking for one thing in life, and we often miss it all because we don't find exactly what we're looking for. Uh, but there's lots of other things to discover as well. We're going to take a quick commercial break uh, and come back uh, with more of our conversation uh, about what has been lost, what has been found in Egypt, uh, and what it means for the rest of us, what it means for history, and an important conversation coming up at Kingsbury Hall tonight as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We're going to continue the conversation because uh, that's what we do when we have something that's uh, real crucial. Uh, Albert Einstein said it wasn't that he was any smarter. He was just willing to stay with the question a little bit longer. Uh, and we have someone in studio who stays with some questions for a very long time in pursuit of history. Uh, he is the former uh, Egyptian minister of antiquities. Uh, just an extraordinary, world-renowned uh, Dr. Zahi Hawass. And uh, Dr. Hawass, it's just been such a, a privilege to have you on here. So I, I have a lot of rapid-fire questions we're going <laughs> to throw at you in in all of this. Uh, as your, first, I want to ask you about how your work has changed with technology. Actually, this is a good question because, you know, what technology made for me is amazing things. When I started the Egyptian Mummy Project, Two things happened. Number one, I received in Egypt the first CT scan machine. Mm. If you put a mummy under the CT scan, it takes 1,000 photographs. It goes inside the mummy. You can know how he died, what mm. kind of diseases, age of death. You can know everything about the person. Wow. Then this is CT scan. Number two, DNA. Mm. I never thought that DNA could work. Actually, Birmingham University in, the, in your town here did used DNA long time ago yeah. before me, but I never heard any result of their work. But actually, I did open two labs, one 
different from the other one with two teams. And I found great things. Number one, I discovered the family of Tutankhamun, who's the father, was yeah. Ignaton. Who's the mother? I found her mummy, but no name. I found the mummy of Queen T, her grandmother. The mo- All of this really gave us important evidence for the first time about the family of King Tut. Number two, I searched for, th- for the family of Queen Hatshepsut, a very important queen yeah. that ruled Egypt 3,000 years ago. Through 20 mummies that I did choose that have no names, I found mm. the mummy of Queen Hatshepsut. And it was funny because I found out that she was fat. <laughs> and actually, there's an, uh, there's an actress in Egypt. She used to call me every day. Zahi, please, I need to act as Hatshepsut. Write to me the story of Hatshepsut. But when I announced it, that Hatshepsut was fat, the, um, the uh, Egyptian actress never called no me again. again. <laughs> and also, I found out how Ramses III died. We have the harem conspiracy that the, his secondary wife and his son tried to kill him. Mm. But the papyri never said that he was murdered. I found out through CT scan that was murdered. Then this is the number number two, the three Ds. The three Ds, photographs of a statue or a shaft that I'm showing tonight. Tonight, the audience will feel coming with me inside the shaft, looking at all the direction of a statue. Amazing things. And also, sometimes we have a very sophisticated radar to tell us what's under the ground. Uh, really, this technology for the first time gives me more important thing that I never expected before. But still, in my excavation that I'm doing right now, is still an axe. Is really <laughs> and a shovel. <laughs> it is the place that wow. give me all the major discoveries. The old-fashioned, but not traders of, of the lost art excavation. It's very scientific also mm. that you have to go with levels. You have to take measurement of everything. You have to record every artifact based on the period. Really, excavation be- became to be more science. Yeah. And this is the most important thing that I use right now. Yeah. Uh, so amazing to have all that technology put into there. The, the work of Brigham Young University, obviously, in terms of some of that DNA component. Uh, but then there's still just the old school uh, axe and shovel and uh, going through those layers at a time. That takes a lot of discipline and a lot of patience. Yes, it's uh, true. To get through that. I wanna... Even I'm not patient, <laughs> but I have to be patient in the excavation only. That's right. That's <laughs> just, in, just in excavation. That's it. Okay. Duly noted. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we often talk on this show about history and how when you go back in history uh, that you really have to look at it like a foreign country. That it is different from what we do today or how we feel or act or think today. Sometimes we think we're so enlightened we can go back and kind of project uh, our modern enlightenment on that time period. What have you learned about being uh, a visitor? You know, the history? National Project, in the time of the ancient Egypt, Egypt, the most important thing is, is the National Project, mm. the pyramid. Yeah. Then all the three million individuals who lived in Egypt participated in building the pyramid to make the king as a god. But at the same time, they believed in Ma'at. And Ma'at was the goddess of justice and the truth. Mm. Then we can learn how the pharaohs ruled in Ma'at. How the pyramid was a national project mm. of the whole nation. How building pyramids tells us that the builders of the pyramids were Egyptians. And they were not slaves. Mm. If they were slaves, they will never be buried in the shadow of the pyramids. If they were slaves, they will never prepare their tombs for eternity like kings and queens. Then really we do learn from history many things uh, that help us in our future today. Yeah. 
Obviously, your work involves, I, I always like to ask people about what has surprised them in the process. Your work has to contain a lot of surprises uh, of in terms of what you discovered. What are some of those surprises, ah, even in these current projects? Surprises are amazing. Can you believe when I, I tell you something that I will close my lecture of it tonight. I found a shaft about 60 feet under the ground. When the workman cleaned the shaft, I have to go down. They put me in a basket with a machine, or mm-hmm. I hold drops, I go down. It's dangerous. Yeah. But you always, you're going to expect something that you'll discover. Then you know, you forget the dangerous. You forget that something would happen to you. Mm-hmm. I, get, I went down. I found a sealed door. I called two workmen to come. I asked them to break the door. They did. I entered inside the room. I found myself around a sealed sarcophagus dated back 4,300 years ago based on the artifacts that found around the sarcophagus. Mm. Then I asked the workman to, to open it for me. And they began to open the lid. The lid was about three tons weight. Oh my goodness. And they began to open the lid little by little. I'm standing in front of the sarcophagus holding a flashlight in my hand, waiting for the moment to put my head inside the sarcoph- sarcophagus and look what could be inside. That moment, I want to everyone who's hearing us to think about it. This could be the most moment in my life as an archaeologist, is to go and look for the unknown. What could be inside a sealed sarcophagus? They raised the lid only maybe half a feet. I had the flashlight. I put my head inside. I found a great mummy of a lady covered with gold. Mm. I stood for half an hour looking at her. In that time, no one can talk to me. The workman, no one can say hi. Have, everyone has to shut his mouth because that is the important moment in my life. I'm telling you one surprise, but I have to tell you, in my life, every day, there was a surprise and there is a surprise. Mm. Uh, so powerful and such a great lesson for all of us, especially at this time of year. I, I think we're uh, societies that lose their ability to feel awe and wonder, as you just described it, I think are in danger of losing a great deal more. Uh, and I think we can find that awe and that wonder, both in looking back at history and in looking all around us day to day. But what, a, what an amazing But, uh, but also, you know, I want to tell you also about Egypt, really. It's... It's a place of, I mean, wrong can tell you. When you go and you look at the pyramids or go to the Cairo Museum or wait for the opening of the Grand Museum, a museum that I built in 2002, it is a great thing that I did to show to the whole world how this museum is the most important cultural project. Mm. Actually, you know, I never traveled to any place until the question, even at the hotel today, Everyone will meet me when the Grand Museum will be opened. And after that, you travel to the south and go to Luxor, an amazing area, mm-hmm. the Timber of Karnak and Luxor. And you go inside the Valley of the Kings to reveal the secrets of many great tombs and go to Aswan and Abu Simbel and go to Siwa. Siwa is a place, wonderful oasis. You know, Egypt is unique. And I tell everyone one thing, Egypt is safe. Is completely mm. safe. 
I want to everyone who hear us can come to visit the country because also at the same time when you pay one dollar in your trip, you are preserving the Egyptian monuments mm. because with this money from tourism, we preserve pyramid, tombs, mummies, mm. and all this incredible civilization that I tell the people when I travel, it doesn't belong to Egypt only. It yeah. belongs to everyone. To the world. Yeah. Uh. I love that. And I'm booking my trip, and I want you to be my tour guide. Okay. <laughs> we get a deal on that. I'm very expensive. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sure the station will cover it. <laughs> if not, Ron will pay for it. <laughs> uh, Dr. Hawass, thank you so much for making time I'm for really us. happy to be with you today. Uh, it's an amazing thing. And as we often say on this show, that, uh, that history isn't just dates and places and locations and things. Uh, it's a it's a never-ending river of ideas and principles to be explored. And Dr. Hawass, thank you so much for expanding our vision uh, of Egypt and all that's been uncovered and how we're part of that, that awe, that wonder, that amazement. Uh, that is what it means to be human. Thank you so much for joining us today. Ron, thanks for being with us thank as well. Oh, and they're still tickets yeah, for, for tonight? Tonight. So please, if you want to see this incredible lecture, just go to Kingsbury their website and the tickets are there all right kingsbury hall tonight uh, you can be part of this lecture it's free to the public you do need tickets so go to the website to check that out uh, this is worth your time and attention it will be a night uh, you will not forget all right we'll go ahead and step aside for some bottom of the hour news much more to come on inside sources here on ksl news radio stick around Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.